this week on three sides of the coin, I don't even know what we discussed. We discussed too much stuff. However, we do have Ralph that is joining us this week. And right there, that makes for a good show. We miss Mark a little, but that's all right. So we know he's happy with his crabs right now. You know yeah. what? The, kind, no- the kind you eat, not the kind that crawl no. in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's a way that he can take his pets with him on vacation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God. This is so bad. Is three sides of the coin. Talking all things. Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Three Sides Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Hey, Three Sides of the Coin. And let's see, we got four people today, but one of them isn't Mark. The one that's replacing Mark isn't Izzy. And the one that isn't Izzy is Dr. Falk is back. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the on He's the on deck. probation with us. When, when, when uh, Izzy can't make it, you get me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which means you're never going to come on because he's got nothing to do. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. That, that, that guy could be on in a moment's notice. Um, so, yeah, you got Mike, you got Tommy, you got Lisa, and you got Dr. Falk. You know, I just put some lipstick on, right? Yes, you must always get sexy now that you've shown it once. I know. I'm sorry. You set the standard, especially by doing it first on the Izzy show. Now you got to really step it up for us. There. Okay. There we go. Sexy librarian Lisa. Trying. I'm trying really hard. It's not working, but I'm trying. Uh, this is show 501. One. Tommy, there's a shitload of comments on 500. You want to read some of them? Yeah, but I need to pull it up. So why don't you uh... not 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 like you had any idea this was coming? <laughs> no, I had it pulled up. Early. I had it pulled up earlier, and then my computer shut down on me. So I forgot. Oh my god! Five hundred episodes, and this show still hasn't changed one bit. <laughs> why would it? No. <laughs> you keep like ex- what is the what is the uh, definition of insanity? Doing oh, it yeah. over and over again, yeah. thinking it's going to change. It's going to be different. So really. You know, oh, I know I, know. I got new issues. Uh, Mark's out on the cruise as we're recording this, but obviously by the time you're listening to this, Mark will be back from the cruise and I'm sure we'll do uh, a Mark Cicchini kiss cruise update in our next episode. Um, find out how much bacon he ate at midnight. Um, okay. Any kiss news that's happened? Well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm riffing here while Tommy's working behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. Oh, okay. Mark. Start reading. Um, Wolf of Nature. Somehow this podcast appeared in my feed, either the second or third episode. I've been here ever since. Coming up on 10 years, I find myself still, still saying, thank God it's Tuesday. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you so much. It's all been just love, basically. People are all very... Ralph, Ralph you got any love for us? No. <laughs> i mean mean, we made you we made you the superstar you are so i'm gonna do something different today i'm gonna say this these are the people that have commented and followed us thank you aaron greer wolf of nature austin campbell timothy workman mark douglas starman 2012 of kings james west jay boo jay blues 
listener Jim, uh, Gary True, Bianca 1970, Eric Mofo Silva, story time with Mr. Crinkles, uh, Jim Nicholson, Colin story time Gary, with Mr. Crinkles. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. Puster Baby, uh, Michael Greer, Todd Murray, uh, Bruce Forty. Are those so, like the new people on our Three Sides Facebook group? Yeah, this is no, the, this is um, YouTube today. So thank you to you guys that have uh, commented. Thank you to each and every one of you who have supported us, whether it be for a week or for 10 years or coming up on 10 years. Uh, all a lot of wonderful comments. So yeah, thank lot, you guys. Lot, lots of love. We've been reading them yeah. all on YouTube. We've been reading it on uh, on on our socials, on the videos that we posted today. Um, I don't think there's anything kiss news wise cruise one is done cruise two is happening right now did any well i was going to say did anything get announced okay well yes cruise one it was announced the kiss cruise is back in 2024 yes off next year and kind of i mean they just shoved it ahead by two months yeah so and maybe this is worth discussing because i don't know if you'd heard this ralph but the, the cruise in 2024, KISS is going to play the Sail Away show, but KISS is not going to do the big indoor show that they do two of them on every cruise. Instead, you're going to get the Gene Simmons solo band. You're going to get Paul Stanley Soul Station. You're going to get Eric and Tommy doing their things. And I'm sort of like, gee, if they're all going to be on the ship anyway, why aren't they doing a show? I mean, it's I'm just asking a question. Why why do they stop doing a show? I thought they were not going to be on the ship. Kiss was not going to be on the ship. It'll be the 50th anniversary on uh, next year. The year after. Well, technically, the album came out in 74. Yeah, well, but the band was formed in 73. So but I, I don't know. I guess it just seems a. I don't know. I'm, I don't, I don't hang out in the kiss cruise message boards. I can only imagine there's gotta be a lot of crap being thrown around of like, well, like I just said, if the band is going to be on the boat, why isn't the band going to be playing full shows? Nothing wrong with the sail away show. That's their fun outdoor, you know, kind of semi acoustically type show, but. Well, I I think it comes back to me who are the other bands because i was actually really the other bands are going to be kiss tribute bands so there's not going to be a buck cherry or anything like that i don't know i don't know there has to be i i would think there i think there have to be because you can't sell out a kiss cruise without kiss doing a full show and a bunch of kiss tribute bands i mean it's like i I think there's gotta be regular bands there's gotta be there's gotta be they just haven't announced them but what paul has said it's going to be filled in with tribute bands I thought you know, it was just one tribute band. Oh, I Jesus. Don't I don't know if I could take a whole boatload. I don't know about I, know pun what, intended. I mean, again, we, we, we've got some good friends who are in tribute bands, but do you want to pay to go on a kiss cruise to see a kiss tribute band that might tour through your bar in the next month? No, no. I want to see Tom Kiefer, Buck Cherry. I mean, Steel Panther, Yep. you know, whatever I, I, I would. So for me, the, the aspect <clears throat> or the prospect of going, I could see myself going on this next one more so than what they're doing right now. 
Oh, no, I, I feel the same way, Tommy. I, I could see myself going on that one because I'm I'm more excited to see like Soul Station. Yeah, and you see, know? I have no interest in seeing any of the tribute bands. Yeah, I I'm not. Look. I don't either. Not a, not a, no. I would much rather have Buck Cherry. I'm sure. I'm sure next week we could probably put a quarter in Mark on this whole topic. <laughs> yeah, but Mark's gonna. But Mark's gonna go. You. Know I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I. Yeah. Remember when it was first announced? Mark basically said hard pass. Yeah. He. Okay. So how long? How long have we been? How long have we been friends with Mark? A long time. All too, of us. Too long. Has he ever changed his mind? Um, does, he follow, does he follow the rules? No, 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 no. I, I, no, I get, I get what you're saying. I guess, I guess my point is this clearly is going to be um, not necessarily received so well by, I think a large number of kiss fans. But if it, if it's received well enough for enough to go and sell it out, then it doesn't matter. Okay, then it doesn't matter. No, you're hundred percent right there. So I mean, I think they're there. Yeah. We just got to wait and see what's going to happen. I mean, you know, look, I love going to the KISS shows, but part of the fun of going to the KISS shows for me is the whole thing, all the lighting, all the pyro, all of that. Now, even though it's neat to see it in a small little theater on a boat, I'd much rather enjoy it in the full spectacle and then see other bands play. I'd love to get see them get Cheap Trick to sail with for the whole thing. So just some really cool rock bands that have been influenced by them. I get it. I get it. It, it will be interesting to see how, how this kiss cruise evolved. I kind yeah. I you know, when, when they announced that these were going to be the last two with kiss on board, my, my feelings were it was going to kind of go like the monsters of rock cruises type of thing. It was still going to be called kiss cruise, heavily kiss themed, but it was going to be more bands. And it could more more fit that. You know, I mean, if they're saying that they're going to get a bunch of uh, tribute acts on and everyone push back and says, look, no, we don't want that. We'd rather have LA guns or whomever, then they'll probably do that instead. Tracy guns looked like he was having a blast. Yeah. I saw the videos of that. that. I mean, he, he just smiles smiling from ear to ear. And uh, I saw some photos of um, Black Label Society, Striper. Yeah, I mean. Pictures of Midnight Bacon yet? No. No, we're not. No. You're asking Mark Mark to figure out how to take a picture while he eats. Plenty of time. Plenty of time left. Will there be an insurrection if that doesn't happen? Poor Liz already broke her hand or got her hand caught in something. So it's, it's already, it's already already starting. It's already starting. So anyway, I mean, that, that was announced. Um, Doc, I guess, made some short message about the kiss 2020 Dubai disaster. That, 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 yeah, there's a, there's a very short video clip of doc doing a Q and a, and I'll, I'll paraphrase it. So don't take me word for word here, but basically, you know, it's kiss's name. So ultimately kiss is responsible and has to deal with this. Although he said kiss didn't get paid and they're in the middle of a lawsuit as well right now, but that doesn't take away from the fact that all these fans haven't gotten what they want and does if that 
that might mean refunds or you know getting something that's a little different than what you purchased. But it sounds like they're definitely aware of it. I mean, they've acknowledged it. Isn't this the first time it's been acknowledged by the band? And so. and so wait, the band didn't get paid for that performance either. I don't know that's if it's odd. no, I I don't know if he didn't go into details. He didn't say right. if it was if I, it I, was I, he didn't say if they weren't paid for the performance. Maybe they weren't paid by the company that was going to do the the DVD and the vinyl releases. You know, right. I, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like it's quite a mess now. As he said, that doesn't take away from the fact that at the end of the day, it's Kiss's name on this, and we've got to we've got to deal with it. So they are, um, but he gave no timelines as to when anything was going to be revealed, fixed, done, even what was going to be done. But I I I at least say step one was like they always say, the first step is acknowledging there's a problem. Because you know what? They never acknowledged the destroyer box set fiasco. They never they never admitted that there was a problem with that. They just silently behind the scenes changed fulfillment companies. So, and we'll see if the Creatures of the Night box set that I ordered from Kiss Online shows up on or very close to the release date. When's the release date again? November 18th, I think. Did you see on Amazon? It's like a hundred and something dollars now. Yep. So for those of you who have been holding off, go go to Amazon.com. It you you can get the basic box set. I don't think you can get the colored vinyl releases because I think those are exclusive to Kiss Online. And I and I ordered the colored vinyl release as well as the box set. Um, but yeah, I think it's like a hundred and. 75 bucks on Amazon for the creatures box set now. And frankly, I mean, you could cancel your kiss online order and go place it over at Amazon. People are doing that. Hmm. Interesting. Another thing that doc said was um, on the 50th anniversary, they're going to do 50 shows. Oh yeah, that's right. 50 shows in 50 countries or something like that. Uh, select like just the main markets in America. And- yeah. Yeah. So oh, he said that too. Cause I thought the, I thought they were only doing like Europe again. Nope. Nope. I think it's been mentioned. They're going back to, I think Paul mentioned they're going back to Australia. Yeah. We know they're going but back they to say Europe. They said Europe too, right? Yeah. Europe. Well, this last summer they mentioned they were going back to Europe, but I think on the cruise, Paul either mentioned publicly or told somebody uh, Australia's on the list. So what, you know, is this part of the hundred more dates that Gene talked about months ago, or is the hundred more dates not happening? And now it's a 50 date 50th anniversary tour is the end of the road tour end. And then the 50, 50, excuse me, anniversary tour begins, uh, you know, God, it, did he mention anything about the last show? I think it was mentioned that it still will be in New York. Well, and, and we'll figure all this stuff. We'll hear about it in the coming months. Yeah, right. My guess is that that if, if it's 50 shows in Europe or 50, 50 dates overseas, like Ralph was just saying, well, then maybe it's 50 there and then it's 50 in the or is United it, well, States. Did he say 50, 50 dates in 50 cities, I think is how he worded it. I so, think when, you they know, they, America, 
when they do America, it'll be the main markets. Yeah, it'll yeah. be the big, the the big so major back cities. To again. Well, you could basically guess it'll be the fifty big cities around the world that they can get to. That that fifty and fifty tour would happen. But you know, I've I've joked with a lot of people. You know, it's like the end of the road tours found a lot more road. <laughs> they paved a lot of road in front of them as they were working on this. And then all of a sudden, I mean, and I don't, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but all of a sudden this end of the road farewell tour isn't feeling like a farewell tour anymore. Anybody else feeling that way? Well, I felt that way when it was announced. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get when they announced that, they said we weren't going to be doing any more major tours. There might be spot shows, but we got a 50 and 50 tour now. Well, you know, in all fairness, think about it with COVID pushing everything so far behind. And now they're so close to 50 years. They can see it because that's another huge milestone for a band. Why wouldn't you do 50 shows or a hundred or whatever? On your 50th, I mean, the merchandising potential is... I I get all of that from a business standpoint. It's... I'm I'm not bothered by it because it's like what we talked about always. It's like, vote with your wallet. If you're done... Oh, yeah, ultimately, yeah, that's true. Ultimately, you vote with your wallet. Yeah. Um, Yeah, We're almost at the end of the year. So next year is the 50th anniversary, right? Yeah, well, 50th anniversary of them forming, to your point, Ralph, seven... 74 or uh 2024 is the 50th anniversary of the first album being released what do they consider the 50th anniversary i would i would consider it of when the band was formed yeah not the album right so it would be summer of 73 no yeah no no next year is the 50th anniversary of the band forming the following year is the 50th anniversary of the first album being released. Right. And I'm sure we'll get a debut album box set. Oh, probably. In 2024. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love that. It'll be it interesting awful. to see what they put in it, though, because, you know, they've already released the demos of that album. They've released early shows on um, history or Kissology, I mean. Um, yeah. You know, I'd like to think they've got some more stuff in their back pocket that we don't know about. They have some radio broadcasts from 74. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, we know. Yeah, there's been bootlegs. So maybe we'll get we'll get soundboards of some of those 74 um, early shows. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Anything happening in the ace world? Supposedly working on a new album. I heard. I heard it's very much behind schedule. Um, Bruce announced a New Year's Eve very big private shindig type of party in Vegas. Um, He's working with Neil Davis, right? Yep. I mean, Neil knows how to put on those big shindigs and Neil's probably loving working with a reliable artist. Now that's not going to screw him over. True. Any luck um, that uh, that will change for him. And he'll realize that you're better working with someone like a Bruce who's. Yeah, but 
totally he, dependable. The problem is Neil is the guy who, I don't know, financed this Vinnie Vincent album. I don't know if it's a remaster or re-record, whatever it is. So Neil's got money sunk already that, you know, he's stuck. He's, he's, stuck. he's got to continue to work with Vinnie because he's got to re- try and recoup the money he spent. I heard Vinny, I heard Vinny said about the Dubai thing. What's the big deal? <laughs> Just take the money. Don't deliver anything. <laughs> Ralph's trying to be funny, Lisa. It'll work Ralph. eventually. Yeah. Oh, Ralph. Oh, Ralph. All right. So uh, we have no guest. If you don't count Ralph as a guest, <laughs> he's just one of the guys. Um, but. I threw out a topic to everybody here that, um, I mean, we've touched on a lot of this stuff over nearly 10 years in the kiss world and the craziness of kiss fans and the, oh, well, the stupidity of some kiss fans to say it. Um, but after I was out on the road for the start of the wasp tour, I realized Every freaking band has those loony bin fans. That You're just realizing ju- this now, Michael? Well, I thought Kiss was special. And Wasp, some of the Wasp fans proved to me Kiss fans aren't alone in being special. And, and, and what I'm talking about, and this is all about fans today. This is all about the constant complaining by fans. And we can use this in a general term now because, yeah, this kind of applies to every single band out there. Constant complaining about set lists, stage shows, original band members. Um, Let's see. The length of shows. Pyro used at shows. Um, You name it. I mean, everything we see in any band. What is with the constant complaining? And and so I guess what I'm throwing out that we can discuss are some questions like, why do they do it? And what are they hoping will happen by doing it? Um, you know, it, it just. It just seems like a big freaking waste of time by fans and the ch- and, and 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 for me i see it i do see this it's like they're doing this because they're passionate about their favorite band they love their band but as somebody who works in the music business it's making me realize you know there's the um uh what what, what what's those rock camps that people go to to learn to be in a oh, band yeah Rock and roll fantasy camps. Yeah. I think there needs to be like a rock and roll reality camp where fans go and they get the 101 of just some of the real basics of why shit is the way it is. Because, you know, and, and it's funny in, in, so part of Blackie Lawless's um, stage banter on stage at the first two shows I went to is he brings up the fact that, or did he not do it on stage? Maybe he did it at the private Q and A's at the VIP meet and greets, but I know he talked about, you know, it'll come as a surprise to a lot of fans 
But bands don't sit around before a tour and go, all right, everybody, give me the list of cities you don't want to play because we will not go to those towns. Give me the list of countries you don't want to play because we won't go play those countries. The reality is bands will go to anywhere a promoter puts together a good, reasonable offer. Short of like, you know, Wasp had dates in Russia, which obviously they canceled those dates. But I think that should be pretty obvious. It's not because the band hates Russia. It's because of what's going on over there. You don't want to go there. Um, but, you know, Tommy, I've heard fans are like, how come the band's not coming to Minneapolis? What do they hate Minneapolis? No. It's ridiculous. Call your promoter. Go to your venue. Tell them you want to see your favorite band. Mm-hmm. And the more fans that do that, mm-hmm. the more the promoters are going to realize there's interest. And I can tell you, because this is something he Blackie was talking about on, on stage. This whole U.S. tour, when it was first booked, promoters had no faith in this tour selling tickets. Like, right. the, the, like the first show at the House of Blues in Vegas, um, they thought they would sell maybe 500 tickets. It sold out 1,700 people. Sold out. They had to have been happy as hell. Oh, yeah. So, so obviously. Let's decide, dissect that. Why do you think that is? Well, I think, you know, it's been 10 years since the band has toured. Mm-hmm. And, and again, this can be pl- applied to any band. If you don't have a lot of recent tour history, promoters just love to look back. Well, what'd you do last year? What'd you do year, two years ago, three years ago? They look at numbers. If there's no numbers to look at. If those numbers to look at are 10 or 20 years old, you can pretty much just throw them out the window because it's an entirely different world we're dealing with now than it was 10, 20 years ago. Um, you know, and they're probably sitting there going, well, you know, in general, it's a band out of the eighties. It's just one of those old eighties bands. You know, it's the quiet riots of the world. It's the firehouses of the world. And I'm not dissing on those bands because I got no problem with them, but promoters are just like, yeah, you know, they're good for selling 200 to 500 tickets. That's it. It is what it is. Um, and you know, this tour in Wasp case specifically has, I think it's a 35 date tour and there's already 12 sold out shows on the tour and there's a whole bunch more that are really close to selling out has there been any talk of adding shows because of the success well so he's already announced that offers are in so next year they start in the spring in europe but then after europe which is only like not even two months i don't think in in the spring they've already got offers in to go to south america and australia and it's just a matter of logistics and confirming it and making it work. I haven't heard about the U.S., but I can just tell you from a business standpoint with promoters going, we didn't think this was going to sell, but all of a sudden it is selling out. Those promoters are, are, I guarantee you, putting in phone calls to a booking agent somewhere going, yeah, we want them back. We want them now, you know? We right. want to get we want to get on get in on this this buzz this interest these ticket sales, um, and I guess fans you know 
part of that music business 101 fans got to realize unless you're a band like ralph you know ralph ralph can just get up and go play tomorrow you know he's he's small yeah. time. he's small time <laughs> I a, lot, by the way. A, a, a lot of these bands it takes 12 months in advance to plan out tours tours of the scale of like kiss could take longer than 12 months to plan out you know and, and you're not and that's that's like talking to promoters booking dates moving dates around to fix the routing um you know then you're talking about production and building staging and all the stuff that goes into it you know it bigger bands that actually mount real tours don't just do it like you saw in that stupid Australian history mockumentary that Kiss released years ago, where it's like Eric call Eric calls Gene one night and says, "Hey, let's go to Europe." And Gene calls Doc, and Doc Doc says, "Sure, we'll make it happen." And the next week they're in in Australia or whatever. It doesn't happen that way, people. Never. the 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 only bands that, and again, I'm not dissing on them, but you know, a lot of the the smaller. 80s bands you're seeing touring now are doing like fly fly shows you know mm-hmm. they, they weekends weekends they get they get an offer they fly in they're not bringing anything other than maybe a guitar because the whole back line and all the gears being rented for them and provided they fly to the show they play the show and then they fly home that kind of stuff can be done on fairly short notice they're they're not mounting real tours so to speak you know, where you've got like, again, wash, you've got 35 dates. It's all booked. It's all routed. That that's, that's a proper tour when you're playing, you know, the rib fest in Chicago this weekend. And then next weekend you're heading to Texas to play, you know, some other festival. It's not what I would call a tour. You're just out playing live. And that that's great. There's no problem with that. Um, but the, the, I guess the complete, lack of understanding that fans have and the the expectations you know I'll, I'll throw another one out and you guys tell me i mean somebody was like why can't we've heard this from kiss fans why can't the band play for three hours bruce springsteen does rush does I'm not wearing three thousand pounds of well, armor it, but but there's things that there's you know there's things that ban or fans fans don't understand. There's this thing called a curfew. Mm-hmm. Every city's got one. If and you usually don't abide it, by that curfew, then and, you have to pay double time to. Yeah. Get. Usually curfews are 11 PM. Yep. And if you go to, and I know I've seen this happen. If you go to like 1101 PM, you get hit with a huge, not necessarily fine, but union it's union fees go way up all of a sudden yeah don't you have to pay like double time or triple yeah time or it, 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 exactly so you know that sort of stuff is why bands quite often are done and out of there by 11 um because of local curfews and you know if you're playing a, a show that starts at eight o'clock and you've got a support act how do you do a three-hour show for one band I mean, that that's quite honestly why a lot of bands will play 90 minutes because there's a set changeover they got to deal with. 
and an opening act will do 50 minutes. So it, I, I, I don't know. I mean, why, why are, why are fans? It's almost like they don't want to know the reality. They just want to sit here and go, how come kiss can't play three hours, change the set list every freaking night, play the songs I want to hear. Um, and get all the original band members back. I mean, I, I think, you know, Ralph, you'd agree in an ideal world. That's what we'd love. But do we live in an ideal world? I mean, can could could Peter, Chris and Ace Fraley actually come back and do a three year world tour playing three hour shows three or four nights a week? I don't, I, I don't think that I don't think that's even no. that you can't even consider that. I mean, again, in an ideal world, if they were young and healthy and everybody got along, sure. But no band lives in that situation. And and then, you know, let's not we don't even need let's not forget the the personality issues that go on in bands. You know, the 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 issues that Gene and Paul have with Ace and Peter and, you know, do they want those headaches back? Tried it twice and it didn't work. Why would they do it a third time? They're getting too old for that shit. They're not going to ever do that again. No. Uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, why 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 do you guys think fans. Do do they do it just because it's the Internet and, you know, they love to bitch and complain and stir the pot or do they really think they're gonna change something do they do they think complaining online the band's gonna go well fuck ralph Vieira said we should play for three hours i've had enough of this okay ralph we're gonna do it i mean is that what some of these fans think i think most of them are just lashing out at people that do support it and i would see that which I'm one of those people, but I don't complain about it. I just don't like, like you all say, I vote with my wallet. I don't care if people go or not. You know, I'm not going to go online and complain about, Oh, I'm not going because of this. I'm not going because of that unless I get asked, you know, but. Well, so what, why, why do fans want to lash out at somebody else having a good time? I think it's because they're most people that would do that are miserable and they yeah. Some of them, I think they do it out of habit and they don't even realize they're doing it. And so I would always ask the question, you know, what do you get out of it? Because if I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed and I see something, whether it be political or whatever that I don't agree with, I just keep scrolling. I'm the same I, way. I'm the exact same way. I just, but, uh, I just think everybody thinks that their voice well, counts and matters and it does, but not not if you're going to control some trying to control someone else and how they feel. Well, your voice matters if your voice actually stands a chance of making a change. And again, I don't know of any band that's actually ever, you know, made these changes that fans were complaining about. Oh, uh, okay. You know, kiss fans have made enough noise. Yeah. Okay. We're getting Peter Chris back. But you know what, too, like, are they really, I mean, do people 
a lot of people don't know the inner workings of that either. Well, well, that's that that's sort of my point is like they and and when you try and explain some of those inner workings to them, they're just like, no, I, I, I was talking to a guy earlier who was like, why isn't Wasp using pyro on this tour? I saw them back in 2001 and they used pyro, you know, and I just tried to politely explain, well, in 2003, the station nightclub fire happened and that kind of changed the whole land. And we did a whole episode on that with John Watkins about that. And, you know, yeah. that, no, that, when you told that, him that, was he like, oh, no, no, no. His answer was, oh, I'm in a band and, and we we ignite our, our Marshall cabinets. I'm just and he goes and and he goes and Guar uses pyro everywhere they go. I'm no, like, they okay. don't. I, That's well, not I, true. But I, I I didn't know. And I said, OK, fine. No, but, the, but, but the point is. In 2003, after the station Shit. nightclub fire. You know, live concerts change, especially live concerts that were kiss, kiss level concerts. Yeah. Anything that's theaters, you know, nightclubs, bars, the use of pyro was like gone. It was, it was, it was over. No, nobody wanted to be, nobody wanted to be the next station nightclub. And, you know, but his attitude was, no, I still do it. Now, I didn't even want at that point, I was, I didn't want to get into the, well, are you guys using a licensed pyrotechnician to set this up? And have you got, it's not worth it. Have you yeah. gotten previous approval from the from the general manager of the venue? And have you talked to the local fire department? The answer I, I know would be no, no, and no. Well, yeah. But I, I just think that that people romanticize things because I've seen Guar more times than I can count. And when they're in a place like First Avenue, there's no pyro. They used they use the smoke the white smoke things and they use a lot of fake blood and, and colored, you know, that type of thing, but they don't use pyro. Well, and, and I don't know, maybe the guy was a little confused. I don't know, but you know, they've gotten pretty advanced. They can do things on stage that look point, like pyro. They've got yeah. stuff that they got stuff that looks like pyro, but isn't pyro. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's a very good point because they're, there are local bands now that are using it. It actually looks like Sparks, but it's actually really not pyro. It's, I don't know what, what the I, I don't know is. what it is. I mean, uh, you know, we could have John Watkins come back on and talk about what, what do people do nowadays that's not technically pyro and flames and using fuel. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, it's it, but Lisa, to your point, yeah, I think they just don't, they don't understand what's going on, how the business has, changed and how the business works and they don't want to know it because they just want to complain that I'm not getting a full pyrotechnic show and I don't get three hours. They don't understand the laws, the curfews, the fines, the penalties, the, you know, it's, it's a bitch. It can be a bitch for a band, any band to go on tour, the fricking, you know, hoops you got to jump through and the, and, and the bigger the band, the more hoops they have to jump through. A lot of legality and a lot of insurance and a lot of there's a, people don't realize how much work and cost it goes into uh, touring. It's not just like you book your tour and you go, you know, 
there's so much back work to it. Everything has to be, you know, cross every, you know, T and dot every I or, or really disastrous things are going to happen. Right. At the end of the day, um, people that complain don't matter because they're not the ones that fill seats. Well, that's the other thing, you know, you know, just what I witnessed over the last weekend. I witnessed 1,700 people at the House of Blues in Vegas and just over 1,700 people at the Grove in Anaheim go crazy for Armored St. Noise. Go fucking crazy. I mean, it was packed shoulder to shoulder people. They had a great time. Are the people and are the people online saying this was not done? This was what are the odds they were at that show? Probably zero to Ralph, your point. They don't they didn't buy the ticket. So, you know, in, in my opinion, everybody can have an opinion, but some opinions have more value than others. And if you bought a ticket to the show, your opinion of what you saw and experienced is more important than a person who didn't buy the ticket. There, there are many shows that I, I was like, I, I'm not interested. I'm not going. Those shows are sold out. I don't matter. Mm, you're right. I, I just don't, don't matter. At the end of the day, people don't care that fill these seats and, and more power to them, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it doesn't hurt me not going. It's just my choice, you know? Well, that is, isn't that, Ralph, isn't that the best part of all this? You've got the choice. If it really bothers you, you just don't go because the, what, if you're hoping to like remake over a band, any band, that's impossible. That will never happen. You're fooling yourselves, <laughs> you know? You, you are a fool if you think by going to change.org and creating a petition to make KISS do a three-hour show is going to have any impact. No, yeah, exactly. And uh, like the whole end of the road thing, everybody was predicting, oh, it's going to be doomed and there's no ticket selling. And because they all had like, you know, that attitude that I don't want to go there for, nobody else is going to want to go. I want it to fail for everybody else. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just, if somebody asks me, I'll explain why I don't want to go. If they don't, who cares? But, but you don't, when, once you've made your explanation, I, I think I know you well enough. You're done. You don't keep beating it over the head for the next six months every day going, see, they, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Look at this video. It sucks. Look at this video. It sucks. I just say it once and I'm done with it. And that's only if somebody asks me, you know? I just think it comes back to people. Everyone thinks that their voice counts. And I'm, I'm not saying that it doesn't, but you can't control how other people perceive something or what they choose to support or not support. And that's where the frustrating part for me is, is that you get a lecture from someone saying, well, you're wrong and here's why you're wrong. And I've said it before. It's like pizza. I don't have to make pizza or know how to make it. I know what it tastes when it's good and what kind of pizza I like. Maybe it's something you do or don't like, but I'm not wrong. And I just, I think people are just looking for a fight. I, I, I just feel like, man, Wasp is touring. If you're a Wasp fan, they haven't been here for 10 years. Be grateful. 
Well, he again, has- again, any band, whatever yeah. your band is, if they're touring, be grateful, be happy. Uh, but don't don't begrudge somebody else. You know, if, if you don't like it. Your opinion isn't going to change anybody else's mind. I've been a Kiss fan nope. for my entire life. If somebody messages me and says they suck and, and you're an idiot for liking them now, am I going to all of a sudden change my lifelong love for something? No. And and I just I, I, I don't you you know, they don't care. I think, Ralph, you kind of nailed it They're They're just. They're just looking to complain. They don't they don't really expect anything to change, but. You know, it's. And, and you know what? We see this everywhere, whether it's in music or a new movie or a new book or a new whatever, a TV show or whatever. There's always people who are just like. I want I didn't like it, so therefore I don't want anybody else to like it. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I don't get I'm that. Saying. I'm not saying all are like that, but there's a lot of passive aggressive. Yeah. Uh, comment, you know? Yeah. No, there, there, there really are. I just. You know, and and back to like bands on tour and productions, you know, again, we talked about how long in advance it takes a band. The bigger the tour, the more time they need in advance to build staging and uh, work on the, the stage show and the production and then the rehearsals and everything else. Once that stuff is all set in place, it it's not like it can be changed in the blink of an eye anymore. You know, everything is built around the set list. Stage cues are built around set lists. Lighting cues are built around set lists. You know, lighting people is programmed into a computer based on a song starting. And then this pre-programmed lighting happens. It's not some guy sitting well, maybe it is at your local bar, but it's not some guy with a beer on one side hitting a bunch of buttons like this, turning the lights on overhead. You know, that's not what a KISS tour is like anymore. It's all computerized. So you can't, in order to change something, you got to change basically the whole timing of the show. And right. whether you want, whether that means you want to add or remove a song, whether you want to add or remove an effect, add or remove more pyro, means rebuilding everything yeah i just like i said I, I think this whole thing still goes back to just people like to treat people shitty not everyone but some people really love it and they want to fight and they want to argue and there's a certain group of people who are always going to be argumentative no matter what no matter what blackie does or any other band member or band you're never going to please everybody you, well that's you the key, that that's the key point you hit it there tommy a band and this is to fans. A band can't please every single fan. So if if Kiss changed their show to please Ralph, what does that mean to all the other fans who liked what they were seeing before the change? You know, now Ralph was happy, but now these other people who were happy are unhappy. You understand you can't. Uh, I think you offended Lisa there, Ralph. She was feeling that. What did I say? You're the one talking. You offended. She 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 just didn't feel safe with you in the Zoom room. Understandable. I mean, you know, let's be honest. Last time you were together, she found her head in your freezer. (laughs) (laughs) 
um yeah it's i don't know it was just very eye-opening to me this weekend that every band has this and i think the bigger the band the louder the pissing and moaning is but they piss and moan about literally the exact same thing why isn't blackie getting back together with chris holmes and randy piper why isn't kiss getting back together with peter chris and ace fraley it's the exact same thing she says her computer crashed oh nice excuse lisa um you know and i don't know you know we've seen the kiss fans why can't they play a longer set list you know, so, somebody was like, why is the Wasp set list filled with all these songs? I'm like, because those are kind of the hit songs. You can't go out on tour and not play the hit songs. And honestly, they right. added back Animal Fuck Like a Beast. I mean, that first night in Vegas, when they hit the first note for Animal, fucking audience just went wild it was like oh my god I'm they're playing that they it. Added it back on but here, here here's the funny thing and i've seen this again with other bands in the case of wasp when they play animal when they get to the chorus and they say animal the band doesn't sing fuck like a beast why okay and and, and people are like oh it's because it's a religious issue and they don't like those words it's like no just listen to the audience. The whole audience is singing that chorus back to them. It's this thing. Yeah. They, it's this thing they do in concerts of like audience engagement and interaction. Yeah. But that's a, that's a lame excuse because if he's making the audience say, I fuck like a beast, he's still saying I'll nail her ass to the sheets. I, mean, I know. I, I mean, I, you're, you're 100% right, Ralph. I mean, just putting the song in is what would be against beliefs and religion and any what 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 the verses are just controversial yeah it's just like okay people it's again the audience sings it the audience sings it i mean we've been at kiss concerts where paul does that and has the audience sing back the chorus or something we've all bands all bands do that they love doing that that's how you get the audience off the on their feet and cheering is you get them singing back. Okay. On the count of three, I want you to all say boom, 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 one, two, three. And then the audience does it. I mean, it, it, it just, I don't know. I, it was just kind of a slap in the face to go, wow. Kiss fans aren't the only ones. And now it is true. Really all bands have this level of pissiness. I, I'll tell you this. This happened to me when I saw Alice Cooper and Ace Frehley, like, I don't know, four or five months ago. And I admit, I'm a big Ace fan, but I've seen a lot of bad Ace shows. That was a great Ace performance. And during one part, I, I started filming it with my phone, and somebody left a comment. He sounds like shit. And I'm like, dude, he sound, I was like, blame my phone, dude. I know, you know, that that's always been the funny thing. Everybody's like, 
I watched this little video on YouTube filmed on a camera phone and the quality sucks and the crowd isn't isn't excited. And you're like, yeah, well, but 90 percent of the crowd was behind this person. So how do you know what they're doing? Were you at the show? Well, no, I wasn't. Then trust me when I say that band, that band, that band, the crowd loved what they were seeing. It sounded great there. The the loud and I know this, you know, you you record on one of these things. You max out the levels, the input levels, just, you know, it, it loses great quality of audio. You can capture it, but it ain't what it sounded like when you saw it, Ralph. It was great. It was awesome. I, 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 I just, like I'm like, dude, this sounds awesome. Just my phone sounds like shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand it, you know, and then they want to fight with the person who was actually there who said, Ralph, you, you, it's not that good. And you're like, I was there. No, no, no. Listen to your video. It's not good. I was there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, wh what are they trying to do? Change your mind, Ralph, to make you go, yeah, you know what? Now that you commented on my YouTube video, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, you know what? Looking back at the video, you're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, do, do they really think that's what's going to happen? I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they want anything to happen. They just like the, they get off on the action of being that way. Right. I'm, I'm home bored and you're at that show and I'm going to let you know that. Exactly. I'm having a better time than you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I want you to be as miserable as me. I got warm beer and stale pizza. So you got to have a sucky time while you're out at the show, Ralph. Yeah, Ralph, I hate you. You get laid. <laughs> Ralph, Ralph, you're just an old bald man. Should I show everyone? No, I'm not going to do it. Oh, I got the most worst mohawk you've ever seen in your life. Really? Why is it so bad? It, bad hair, bad hairdresser. You know who I look like? You guys remember Zippy? Or, or the guy that, that came out on the Ramon show with the, with the sign Gabba Gabba Hey? Oh, yeah. Vaguely, yeah. Yeah. That's what I look like. Okay. Yeah, oh, Bert, to do Ernie, right and, Ernie and Bert. There you go. <laughs> well, leave the hat on then, I guess. Yeah, yeah you don't want to see this. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I mean, I know we've talked about this stuff before, and, and it, it just, none of it surprises me anymore. And again, like I said earlier, just keep scrolling, guys. If you don't like a clip or you don't like what someone's saying, just scroll, keep scrolling, find something you do enjoy. Or, or, I mean, I mean, this is a big ask, but you know, maybe ask somebody, learn a little bit about how the touring industry works, concert production works, how that stuff works and, and what impacts and makes it happen because it'll, it's fascinating as I learn it. I mean, you know, this past weekend, I got to sit in at the rehearsal studio and watch the rehearsal process happen and, you know, building of the stage and working out all the kinks and everything. And, you know, watching the, the stage being set up live at the venues and sound checks. I mean, I'm fascinated. I want to keep learning how this stuff happens. Right. Because that's too, you're asking too much of some people. Yeah. Actually. I, 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 again, to Ralph's point, I don't think they, they, they don't care about that. They're just not interested in that. They just, they want those of us at shows to be as miserable as they are for not being at a show. 
One thing I don't understand, Michael, and you can uh, explain this to me, uh, promoters, like when Wasp announces 40th anniversary, do they actually get in touch with promoters or they just put it out there so the promoters can see it? Um, do they go to each promoter? We No. Well, that, that's part of what I did. I was doing for Wasp was I was the contact point with each promoter. So you've got, I mean, here's how a general tour happens. A band sits here and says, okay, we're thinking in 2024, we want a tour. We want to tour the U.S., you know, I want to do two months or North America, Canada, whatever, you know, the band kind of gives a general idea. They go to their booking agent and they say, this is what we want. Okay. Booking agent's going to say, what's the story? What am I selling here? You know, it's not just a band coming back. It's the kiss end of the road tour. It's the wasp 40th anniversary tour. It's, you know, you got to have kind of a, a little sizzle to what, people are going the people the promoters are going to buy then the agents start picking up the phones and calling venues based on the sizes um that they think the artist is going to be able to sell and they're like do you have interest and somebody's going to say yeah i got a little interest how about here and they're you know then they start getting all of these dates and now they've got to route it so it makes sense so you know a band doesn't do the first show in las vegas and the second shows in new jersey you know, now they've got to like, okay, Las Vegas. And the case of Wasp was second show was Anaheim. Third show was Tempe, then Albuquerque. Then they're going through Texas. So you can see the, the routing makes sense. Once that's all confirmed, then it's like, okay, how are we announcing this? How are we marketing this? How are we promoting this? And that's where I got involved with Wasp was, okay, the, the booking agent gave me Here's the tour, you know, and we're talking months in advance. Here's the tour. It's been confirmed. Here's the promoters, their emails, blah, blah, blah. Now start reaching out to them. What do you need to promote and market this show? And, you know, to some extent, I know the general items. They want ad mats. They want new photos. They want video clips. You know, we got, we got, and you see bands do this all the time. Hey, it's so-and-so and we're coming to Dallas, Texas on blah, blah, blah date at the venue. And now it's get that out. So the announcement happens, but now it's a major PR campaign to announce the tour to all media. Then it's to work with the local promoters and go, okay, can you get us a contact for your local radio state rock station? So we can do interviews on your rock station. There's a lot of moving parts in there. And what anybody who's been in the business knows, some promoters are really good. Some promoters aren't so really good. Meaning they just don't do much at all. You barely hear from them. They do minimal, you know, they put it up on their venue website and they'll do one Facebook post and maybe send it out to their email list and they're done. Um, it, it's a lot of work, uh, you know, here, example. So I just came back from the first two shows on the Wasp tour. I filmed, granted, it's just on my iPhone, a lot of video footage. And I spent yesterday editing together 15 short video clips that the band can use to promote. But also today I sent them all out to the promoters of the remaining shows on this tour going, Here's all these, here's all these new video clips. 
live footage, Blackie singing animal, you know, um, and I've still got probably another 15 I can edit, which will be like here singing wild child and, you know, all this others. I want to be somebody. Um, and you get all that video edited and sent out to people so they can keep promoting. Um, which reminds me, I, I had one fan who's like complaining. He's like, wait a second. So you just filmed this video that you just posted on Wasp using your iPhone. How come you didn't bring in a professional video crew? How come you didn't pull the audio off the soundboard? I'm just like, dude, really? Do you understand the cost of a professional video crew? Do you understand the editing involved to take video and, and a soundboard audio and then remix that audio to make it sound good? Because as, as we know, soundboard not, isn't necessarily perfect. I mean, just listen to the Off the Soundboard 77. I love that album, but it's not pristine. It's not perfect. You know, if that's what you want, these video clips will be ready in three months. Tour ends in two months, you know, so it, 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 it's a lot of work to announce and promote a tour and it's ongoing. I mean, I'm, I'm like with the wasp tour, I'm doing stuff daily now, next show and next show and following up with fans and getting fans to leave video clips and reviews and all this other stuff. Nobody waits. I mean, the tour doesn't stop because it's going to take six weeks to edit some videos. The tour is just going to keep rolling on. I, I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but hell, if you got good lighting and you've got a good location at a venue, iPhone video is pretty damn good. Well, especially damn for good. what you, especially for what you're using it for. Yeah, you're not putting together. I'm not selling a, a DVD. Yeah, I'm putting it up on YouTube and TikTok social media stuff. Yeah. And it's supposed to whet the appetite and give you uh, a perspective of what you're going to see when you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like like I today I posted, I think it's about an 11 minute video clip of the very opening of the Las Vegas show. I was right at the soundboard, so I was unobstructed. You know, you've got full stage, beautiful lighting. It's going to sound best at the soundboard than anywhere in a venue because that's where the sound is being mixed. Um, Turned out great. I mean, it's an 11 minute clip of the very opening medley of, of three songs off the debut album and one song inside the electric circus. You know, it's, it, it, you're right, Tommy. It's it's for how it's being used. It's not like we're 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 doing this for a pay per view. It's not like we're it's not like we're no. selling these video clips. It looks a hundred times better than someone who's half in the bag standing right in front of you doing this all night. Well, I mean, and 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 again, all bands do this. You know what I'm doing with Wasp is no different than kind of what I did with kiss many years ago, what Keith LaRue's doing with kiss, you know, Keith posts photos, he posts video clips. It's not like they took them into a professional studio and edited them and did all. No, it's It's a face. It's a a Facebook post to get people excited about what, what you're seeing or what you can hear. Um, 
I, I don't know. Some people, again, some people just want to talk to ruin it for everybody else. And they don't understand why, why things are what they are. I mean, frankly, I don't know how I'd get access to the soundboard. I mean, it's not like I could wire the soundboard into my iPhone and pull the audio off the soundboard into an iPhone. You ask for it after the show and mix it. That's how I do it. Uh, my videos. Well, yeah, yeah, but you've got to mix it. It needs a little cleanup because you know it's 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 a soundboard. It's it's got a different audio feel to it coming from the soundboard. Yeah, you can't hear the audio on the soundboard. That's exactly it. I mean, it's it's what the it's what they hear on stage, kind of. And mm-hmm. if you want it used for like a live show and i and you know who was i talking to i was talking to some client that that did something like this and i said you know your soundboard audio is has no audience feel to it maybe you want to fake the audience fake the audience i mean but really i mean otherwise you're listening to a live concert that doesn't sound like a live concert right but, you know, you fake that audience to give it a better concert feel, and then people complain that it's, it's a fake audio track. Nobody's <laughs> happy with anything. Yeah, I'm just over the whole fake thing, you know, and people complaining and saying it's this and that. Uh, I mean, I, I, I love the fans when I was all up about how on, on the 45th anniversary of Alive 2, they were like, oh, it's such a bad album. It's it's all done in the studio. And I'm like, yeah, but you love Alive, right? Oh, yeah, it's the greatest live album ever. It's all done in the studio, too. But it sounds better. I'm like, but it's all done in the studio. You were complaining because it was all done in the studio. You realize right. Kiss Alive is pretty much only drum tracks that are live. Everything else, including the crowd noise, is not real it wasn't live even, even the back cover from another show with them holding now, the that, that 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 that's the rumor but that's not true mark mark oh. mark mark's actually got a bunch of other photos from that that session that show that it wasn't but i mean live albums released by a record label very much are going to be and and bigger bands are very much going to be fixed up in the studio I love fake live albums. Fake live albums are my favorites. I, I that's why that's why I love Kiss Alive too. It's like the fake energy is incredible for me to hear. Some of those Pumps you songs, up. Some of those songs are live though. I want you. If you watch the Budokan, they touch it up a little bit, but there's certain parts of the Budokan show you can hear that Alive Two version. Yeah, I mean, it's, no, no. The thing is, no band is ever going to be perfect live you know strings break guitars go out of tune drummer misses you know something a drumstick breaks uh you know countless things go on and we've all seen it if you've ever gone to a live show i mean wasn't it even like on kiss alive one of the reasons they had to redo a lot of it was they caught a lot of the pyroblasts and it just kind of overpowered all of the music yeah I don't doubt that. Look, I don't care. All I know is I like Alive. I love the sound. And I enjoy listening to the record. I don't look any further than that. And well, if you love Alive too that way, great. 
favorite, one of my favorite little outtake things is the, um, the, uh, the, like the unplugged, all of the outtakes of unplugged, like the entire show without yeah. the, that's my, one of my very favorite, um, I guess it's a video. I mean, I, 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 I love, I love know? both types of live recordings. I love the polished, fixed up, monstrous sound reverb that, that really, you know, mentally you feel like you're in an arena with 20,000 yeah. other kids. And then I love like the off the soundboards, like the 19, again, the 1977 Des Moines, Iowa. It's, it's not a audience crappy audience recording but it's not touched up in the studio you kind of get the rawness as it was and i like both of them because sometimes you want one over the other they both are great the thing is that uh, i i do have that 77 show and i love it i really love it but i'll listen alive way more than that because i like stuff stuff no 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 i you know to your point i mean 77 off the soundboard i will listen to a live too a lot more than the off the soundboard 77 but you know maybe for every six times i listen to a live too i'll listen to off the soundboard once because every once in a while you just want to go back to the real unpolished rawness and that shows you just how unpolished a recording is of a live show that needs to be fixed up that then makes it all fake that makes people upset that it's fake that they want it raw but then they listen to a raw recording and they go well that's not great i mean listen to how bad the drums sound in this track and listen to it's like well what do you want well bottom line if they didn't know it was touched up they'd like it much more right a lot of the inside information stuff ruins music for people i i judge it by my ears not by yep. what happened. i agree hundred percent with you on that one, Ralph. Uh, if, 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 if I like what I hear and I get goosebumps, I don't, I don't, I don't care how the hell it was made. It's, it's doing something unique. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things where the, the, the constant pissing and moaning is just crazy sometimes. Just absolutely crazy. I, I just judge music with my ears, not what what went on behind. You know, I, you, you know, know, and I wish more people could could just judge music and say I like it or I don't like it, and then move on. You know, then then go find the next album that you do like. Don't spend all day obsessing about the album you don't like. I agree. I mean, I'm not obsessing over Carnival of Souls or Peter Chris's solo album. But unfortunately, you obsess over Crazy Nights, which is sad. Because it sounds great. I'm kidding. I know you are. <clears throat> yeah. So hopefully we learned something today, kids. I don't. I think all we learned is it's never going to go away and it's never going to change. And it's just a bunch of people who don't know what they're talking about and just want to convey their unhappiness and who knows me i i had an argument once because i'm not a fan of live after death the iron maiden live mm -hmm. album said, bruce sounds horrible and this guy said that is the greatest live album i've ever heard in my life and you're wrong and you got to understand it was late in the tour and that's why bruce sounded bad i was like then you're agreeing with me 
Yeah, I know. I I love those. <laughs> You're like, you just made my point in your own comment. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's the greatest <laughs> album ever. And you got to understand it was late in the tour. And that's why Bruce signed that. Well, that's why I don't like it. You know? Yeah, I, you know, I, teach his own, man. Life's too short. I know. I know. Spence... That's awesome. I mean, yeah, like what you like. Let other people like what they like. And don't worry. Just don't worry about it. I I got, I don't know, my life is too busy to worry about what somebody else likes or dislikes. And to convince them to change their mind. That's the thing. Con to spend all that time convincing somebody, it's like, where do you find all this time? We've been battling this, what you're talking about right now, for 10 years almost. Yeah, same, same with me. I forgot what album it was that I said I liked and somebody said. I can't believe he said you like that with a straight face. <laughs> it's it's impossible matter what people like. Who cares? It's hard to live up to other people's expectations of your short. Especially, especially expectations of people you've never met or spoken to in your life. How was I supposed to know your expectations? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, some things just sound bad. Everybody. You've got something that just sounds bad to your ears. Doesn't mean it's not a good album. It doesn't mean it's not a great song. It doesn't mean it's not great performers on it. The music, the sounds just don't mesh up with your ears. So that's the only way I can explain it. But to the next person, they'll hear it and go, that's like poetry. And I'll be like, that's like walking through mud. How do two people hear the same song and get completely opposite reaction because it's how right. it's what we like for sounds you know there's a lot of people that hear the sound of there's a there's a lot of people that hear the sound of a baby crying and think that's the worst thing in the world and lisa as a mom i'm sure you're like oh it just makes me feel so warm and special does it lisa <laughs> do you like the sound of a baby crying like in an airplane if it's not your baby, I'm 100% honest with you, it doesn't really bother me. Really? Okay. It, it really, I swear to God, doesn't bother me. That's why you have kids and I don't. <laughs> hey, I, I flew I, back. I, I flew as a back. Parent, I've been in those shoes before. Yeah. And I know that when I hear a baby crying on an airplane, that mother's like, oh my God. Oh, oh, I totally feel bad for the mom. Don't get me wrong. You know, I feel bad for the baby too. It's just, to me, it's like, damn it. You know, but it's not, it doesn't make me angry that the baby's crying. It's just, an, it's just like if I was to crank up crazy nights now, it'd be the same reaction. As a baby crying? <laughs> yeah. That's really that's Same level of hatred. Look at the time <laughs> here, <laughs> Ralph. Oh, man. Hey, before, before we go, I got to tell Lisa, uh, uh -oh. about six months ago or so, I, had sent a dream. You, I sent you a message on Facebook, and I said, Lisa, here, I'm sending you a dick pic. And I sent you a picture of Michael Brandvold. You didn't see that? <laughs> no. Right, check your Facebook. I mean, oh, that is really no, because because you would have taken that picture into the bathroom and enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, now I gotta look. Hold on. I never got a reply. I thought maybe while well, leaving an upper dick. I thought I was really sent to a dick. Yeah, you have like three like different users. Yeah, I, those other two I never used. Those are for family. You sent this to me two years ago. 
Look at that. Two years ago. And now you're just reading it, Lisa. I thought it was six months ago. Man, time flies. It sure does. And it does say, it does send you. <laughs> oh, you can't see it. You know what? Turn, turn off your virtual. Turn off your virtual background. Like, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending you a dick pic. Perfect. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't respond. My apologies. No, I thought, I thought maybe that's okay. Thought. Back into the freezer for you. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe you saw the title and not the actual picture. Going, oh God, I don't want to look at your dick. <laughs> you know. I'd have been like, oh. She reserves that for another easy. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I, that's rude of me. I don't usually do that. I apologize. No, no. I, I always do it. My, my shit gets buried all the time. So people get mad at me constantly on. on uh, it just happens. Yeah. It just gets buried. The worst is my phone now. Text messages get buried. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm mine the same way. Same way. I, I, I freaking hate the fact I got to watch for messages on my cell phone on my instant messenger in my various email accounts it, it's just like seven a bitch i you know where do i look oh shit i forgot to look at this one for the last six days what's waiting for me it's a it's such a pain in the ass i had a friend like unfriend me for two years because i didn't respond to something that i well, that's kind of petty yeah it's actually that happened to me not too long ago too somebody asked me a question I didn't read it, and then I noticed he was gone, and I went to look. He unfriended me, and I noticed he sent me a message about, how do you download videos and this and that? I didn't see it. Yeah, it happens. But you know what? That's probably a good illustration of people just don't understand how some of this stuff works. We yeah. talked about it on touring and concerts, but even technology, they don't understand. You know, I don't know. I, you know, maybe they've got 50 friends, and they get one text where they get one message you know, every two weeks. Well, Brian gets mad if you don't respond quick enough. My husband. He's like, didn't you? I'm like, dude, I don't. My life does not revolve around. Well, OK, I get it. If he's messaging you. Yes, I can no, get that. It's not of importance. But you don't wait. Two I, 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 I joke with Katrina that on my emergency contact, I'm not putting her down because she won't have her cell phone turned on if it's an emergency to contact her. So, you know, That's Ryan funny. doesn't put me down either. He doesn't put me down either. It's, it's, I'm, I'm like, did you see the text message I sent you three days ago? No. Should I see it? I'm like, I was asking you what you wanted me to bring home for dinner or something like that. It's just like, you know, I can't, I can't count on timeliness with Katrina usually, or, usually or, or the fact that she even knows where her phone is. Cause we play the daily. Where's my phone game. Brian's Brian's usually like, answer, he'll text me, answer your fucking phone. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I, like, I, I can't remember why the, what was happening, but I remember there was one time that I needed to get hold of her. She wasn't answering the phone. She wasn't answering text messages. She didn't answer her Facebook instant messenger. I was just like, what? How? I don't know what I can do here. I got to get a hold of you. But every form of communication you've turned off or not looked That's at in six days. You have to send like smoke signals. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what to, how do I do this? Yeah, you're no longer my emergency contact because I'll be dead while they're waiting for you to approve life-saving <laughs> measures. <laughs> so i apologize sorry ralph 
everybody should be like my parents. They don't know how to work a text message either. I know. Well, you know, my 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 mom at least she uses um Siri, so she does the voice dictation, but she doesn't correct it. So sometimes we get some weird messages, and I'm just like, "All right, let me follow the general tone of this this message. I think that word should be this word instead." It's just like she didn't say anything naughty. No, that hasn't happened yet. But the funniest thing is, uh, I was at my parents' house uh, like a month ago, and I left my phone at their house. And when I left, my mom noticed my phone there, so she called Text me. me. <laughs> she called me to let me know I left the phone. <laughs> And then it started reading. She's like, oh, I got to love parents and technology. My father once, he was he was flying from Pittsburgh to Atlanta and he had like a, a phone that my brother gave, but he never used it. But he had always carried it with him. He always kept it plugged in at home, but carried it with him. So he fell asleep at the gate and they moved gates. So he missed his flight. So I'm at the airport and the phone rings and I'm waiting for him. And it says dad on the phone. So I'm like, why is my dad calling? I go, hello? She's like, hi, is this Lisa? I'm like, yeah, who's this? She's like, this is so-and-so, the Delta representative. Just wanted to let you know that your dad missed his flight. I'm like, and you hear him in the background, tell her tell her what flight I'm on. Tell her, like, dad, why could you? He asked the Delta flight lady to call me. Oh, father i'm like dad why didn't you i can't see shit i don't know where to <laughs> i don't know how to work the, my, my dad was the same way first he his first cell phones were these flip phones but yes, yes. He, ne- he, he never turned them on he just had it for his emergency <laughs> not for anybody else's emergency so he never turned it on but we finally got him an iphone because we were like dude dad if you want to see your granddaughter's pictures that we're texting to everybody get an iphone so he got an iphone and I don't know, it was about two years ago. My sister told me, because my sister lived near him. And she's like, yeah, you know, for about a week, dad couldn't get his iPhone to work. You know, he'd, I'd come, he'd, he'd like, I'm pushing the buttons and nothing's happening. So she's like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm going to come by and I'll, I'll work on this for you. She found out that somehow he took, he, he took, here, let me see if I can show you, like, he took a screen capture of his home screen and then left the photo app open with that screen capture displayed. So he kept hitting the icons in the photo. Facebook isn't opening. I can't read my email. And she's like, she gets over there and she's like, you made like a hundred screen captures of your phone screen. Give me a second. I got somebody at my door. It's just like, oh my god! See, yep. The, that that's what led me to like <clears throat> all these phone companies, like Apple and Android. They need to have senior mode that you can turn on oh. on these operating systems, like that that turns off. Listen, my dad, my mom will never be make, making screen captures. They're never going to be using iCloud. They're never going to be doing all of these fancy features that we love. Can I just turn it on senior mode, which is basically phone and internet well, that's, that's it they make the jitterbug the number the like the things are this big on i know but it's not it's not it's not the iphone that you know has got an i right. messenger that they could get all this stuff on it's just like you guys you really need to make this the, you know the dumb mode that you well, can see, turn on my father passed away way before iphones thank god that would have been a whole nother mess 
Yes. Almost. It, it did take years. Well, basically, it finally took having a kid to get him to move to an iPhone. It's like, you're not going to see any <laughs> videos or photos. You're not going to be able to FaceTime with her if you don't have an iPhone. Oh, we try to set my dad up with Skype. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's tough. Oh, Jesus. You're <laughs> oh. in the background. How's this thing work? It, you know what? Is it like having Mark on Skype? Oh, oh my God. I, I totally wish that I would have had that, like, recordings of that, because it was funny. <laughs> People who don't understand technology and are given technology, the rest oh, of us have to be good. extremely patient. Oh, my yeah. God. No well, idea. you know, I mean, think about, like, my father-in-law who just passed away maybe, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. He went to school, literally a one-room schoolhouse, and took a, a, a horse and a buggy to school. Uphill to, both way through snow? With no shoes on. No yeah, shoes no, on. I mean, all kidding aside, truly, you know? And, no, I know, and yep. Fast forward his life all the way to now he's like using a video camera and taping his grandkids and he can just like put it on TV tomorrow and watch what happened yesterday. It was just mind, it had to have been mind blowing. I know. I know, right? When they see technology, they're like, whoa. You I mean, know? can you yeah. imagine what was going through Mark's head when he was in like a four person video chat with us? Like, oh my God, I don't have to go to a convention to meet these people and talk to them. <laughs> this is incredible. Why did I do that? Yeah. Um, all I right. Really, I was really hoping you would go to the Orlando show, uh, Michael. Well, you know, anything's still possible. I mean, Blackie's like, listen, you can come on out on the road anytime you want. And I told him, if you guys need me, I'm, I'm available. But I got so much shit. Like, the truth is, when you're on the road, it's tough to get a lot of work done. It's, it's, it's tough. You first don't have necessarily reliable internet. And everything I do is internet. The bus has Wi-Fi, but it's not like high-speed bandwidth Wi-Fi trying right. to upload a video, please. And, you know, you you've got watch Netflix and that's got no it. guarantee what the Internet's going to be like in a venue. And you don't know where you're going to be able to work in a venue like in Anaheim. I ended up working next to the washer and dryer <laughs> for a couple hours at backstage yeah. of the venue. I mean, it, it's just tough. I mean, I got I've always respected roadies. But after being on the road for just two days, two and a half days, so much respect now for them. You know, well, they worked their asses off. In 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 three days, I slept about fifteen hours. Wow. I mean, we would the first day when we left Burbank to go to the first show in Vegas. I got into Burbank Thursday afternoon. We didn't get into the bus after the bus was packed and the truck was packed until 4.30 in the morning, Friday. Wow. By 10 a.m., we were in Vegas unpacking. Everybody was up. And then you're there all day. The bus left Vegas to go to Anaheim, 3 a.m. And by 10 a.m., everybody's out working again. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and all the it's, it's so much respect i mean I, I i tell people though the one good thing is you eat you actually eat pretty well at least the two shows i was at you eat very well the catering i mean they cater you breakfast yeah. lunch and dinner i mean i was joking with the uh the the venue in in 
Vegas, I'm like, Jesus Christ, it felt like every time I turn around, you're coming in with another menu for us to select more food off of. <laughs> uh, good thing. I mean, it was good food, but it's it's tough being on the road when you're not actually working as part of the stage and the crew where you've got that's your job. Like I'm there to help coordinate and kick off the VIP program, but at the same time, I'm dealing with a lot of emails and I'm dealing with fans and I'm dealing with videos and uploading content. And, you know, when your dog tired, the last thing you want to do is sit there and stare at a computer screen for six hours. So I know you just touched on the things that you did, but when you like, so what, what was like a day in the life for you? Like on that? So, you know, like, what did you do? I know you said you answered emails and dealt with fans, stuff like that, but what, so, so we had, we had, we had, um, my, my big role was to help with the VIP programs because, um, Wasp has never done VIPs before. So this okay. is the first time they've ever done them. And you have many, many, I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and kudos to Blackie. He brought out a dedicated VIP coordinator who also happened to be their head of security. He was a, he's a, uh, um, retired LA County sheriff. Um, but it was like, okay, this is what you're going to run into. You know, this is what fan, you know, I kept telling them like fans are going to fans are going to at these VIPs are going to do things that are going to really mess with you, but they're not doing it maliciously. They are so, they are so overwhelmed with the opportunity that for the first time in 40 years, they get to meet their, their idol, Blackie Lawless, you know, and they don't want it to go wrong. They don't want to miss it. They don't want to screw up. They don't want to mess up anything. And that, that can be a bit of a challenge to manage in fans. Um, so it was walking them through that. It was also walking them through all the various things like, all right, you got to be prepared for the unexpected. And what are the unexpected at venues? Well, when sound check runs late and you were planning to do the meet and greet on the stage and now they're sound checking. So what's your backup location to do this? Do you have enough security from the venue to help you keep the fans in line. So if they're somewhere backstage or on stage, they're not playing with guitars and drum sets while they're standing in line. And again, they're not doing it because trying to steal stuff. They're just like, Oh my God, that's want to touch the bass. I want to touch the guitar. Yeah. No yeah. one's done. No one does anything maliciously. They just don't, no, they no. Don't know. It, it, so it's like the big thing is being prepared for all the freaking unexpected stuff and how you got to fly by the seat of your pants. You know, it was stressing that, at the end of the day, the absolute most important thing that has to work right and come out is the quality of the photo with the band member. That's it. Yeah, if that I mean, photo, if that, that photo sucks for what a multitude of reasons, because your battery died, do you have backup batteries? Because there's not a, you got, well, here in Vegas, we were going to do the meet and greet inside, but things were running late because it was the first show. So the meet and greet got moved out to, outside by the tour buses which in itself is pretty cool so you get to stand that's by the actually kind of cool yeah, that's actually kind of cool but it's outside and it's getting very dark right so it's like okay uh this is why we have to have a flash on the camera but now maybe you also need to make sure you can go out and buy a couple spots to set up outside if it happens again and it probably will oh and by the way you're probably going to need a hundred foot extension cord to run to the closest outlet which is up there on the loading bay because the buses are way over here you know it's like anticipating all this stuff because you yeah. got to make that photo come out 
That's it. If that photo doesn't come out, you're screwed. Oh my God. Yeah. And I know what, as, as a fan, if you put your, if you do role reversal, yeah, you'd want that picture to come out. Perfect. Yep. Yep. That's what I, I I kept stressing. It's like the photo, the photo, the photo that yes, we promised other things, but at the end of the day, if they get the photo, you've pretty much, we can manage everything else. We can, we can, we can make good on everything else. If, we don't realize it's a bad photo until the next city. There's no do-overs. Yeah. There are no do-overs in meet and greets. You know, you might be able to get a couple of them to say, Hey, we're sorry. Something got screwed up. If you can come to the next city and it's close by, we'll take care of you. Cause we've done that in the past with some of the bigger shows I've, I've worked on, but yeah, I mean, you know, if somebody didn't get their guitar picks, well, you can ultimately throw guitar picks in an envelope and mail them to them. Right, you right. know, if they didn't get a shirt, you can mail them that. You don't want to, but you can. Yeah. If that photo got taken and, you know, and this is why I was like, you got to instruct the fans. And this might sound like it's being nitpicky and stupid, but it's like when it's time for your photo, don't move. And don't talk to your friends. Don't look, don't look at the artist. Don't wave at your friends. Don't move your head. Don't blink your eyes. We're going to count to one, two, three photo. And then we're going to take a second photo right after that as the backup. So don't move. Don't talk. The funny thing is when I got my picture done with kiss and with my, with with my kids and Brian, only one like turned out right. Either I'm going like, with making a stupid face, but everybody else looks good. Paul's looking in a different direction, but I look good. It's like, <laughs> I know <laughs> it, it, it's like taking a picture of a bunch of four-year-olds. Yes, it was, there was eight of us. So there was the four guys and four of my family. I mean, the only people that looked good were my kids. They're the only ones that paid attention. It's, 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 Thank you, you know, <laughs> <It was> Yay! <laughs> I did something right. Yay! Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and again, I, I, I have to stress, I had to stress to them. It's like, and things happen because these fans are like, you know, I've saw two fans over both these shows literally break down into tears when they got up to stand next to Blackie. And we've seen, awesome. we've, we've seen that with Paul and we've seen that with Gene and every yeah. artist has the same thing, but you got to understand they are so. They've been dream. They literally have dreamed of doing this and now they can do it. And, and, you know, they're overly obsessive about everything. And your job, I was like, as a VIP coordinator, your job is to be a hotel concierge desk. Your job is to answer all the questions, make them feel comfortable, calm, reassured that we are here to take care of it for him. Keith is the master at that. I was just going to say that. I watch Keith. Seriously. I watch Keith in awe of how he, I mean, he juggles so many balls in the air at one time. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Him and Tracy Roman. Yeah. Tracy too. Tracy's wonderful. She is. It's like, she's like the energizer bunny. When I watch her, she's like, you know, I just don't want to get in her way. I'm like, just tell me where to go. Yeah, just stand back. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, Michael, has Blackie, since this, the first couple, has he shared anything with you? Like, was he surprised at the outpouring of, of love and interest and all not, of that? Not really. I mean, keep in mind, he's met fans in various ways for 40 yeah. years. So he's seen it. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've had fans break down and stuff like that. I know, but I mean, 
mean, he's, recently he's, he's, since he, since the last tour, like, is this like, was he like, wow, I haven't been on tour for so long. You know, well, not not really, although I think to some extent he's very happy to see that having not having toured in 10 years, such um, great success in ticket sales. Right. Yes. That's a, yeah. 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 Which I mean, there's a lot of bands touring right now, and I'm not and we're not talking the major bands, but mid-level, smaller bands yeah. that aren't selling tickets. There's just so many bands touring that the competition is tough. Yeah. So. You know, to to have post pandemic a tour that's selling so well is a good thing. Is a good thing and makes you feel good to have the first ever meet and greets go off where yeah, they you know, the two shows I went off went to, they went off so well. The fans he he does, you know, the typical stuff. You'll get a photo with him, you'll can have two items autographed by him, but what he insisted on doing were a couple other things. One, he said, I want the fans to get a photo with Elvis. And Elvis is that giant mic stand monster that he's oh, yeah. yeah. So cool. you get you get to go up on stage, which is cool. Yeah. You get to stand next to Elvis and get a photo. And then originally we said you were going to get a photo with his original Black Widow bass guitar. Like the wow. one you see him playing, like in Wild Child, yeah, yeah. you know, which was like Blackie. That's also cool. But what we what we learned, what we discovered at the very first, um, at the last tour rehearsal was, we decided we were going to take the bass guitar and have Elvis holding the bass guitar. So basically, the bass guitar is hanging on Elvis. So you get to stand next to Elvis and this bass guitar, and you get a photo. Cool. Um. And um, so that was one of the things he insisted on doing. The other was he wanted to do a very kind of intimate Q&A with oh. the fans. Oh, so that's we, really cool. We, we only do 25 fans at each VIP. Yep. So after the photos are done, he sits down behind a table and all the fans come right up around him. And he sits there and he's like, okay, here's what I want to do i'm going to ask you questions i want you to ask me questions anything you want and he's like i'm going to start over here and i'm going to go person by person all the way around and he would just sit there and it's like okay you what's your question next and it's you know some of the questions are what you would expect fans what's what's the favorite song of yours to play what's the favorite city but other people have really dug into deeper questions where he's he's he sat back and you know he pauses for like 10 15 seconds thinking and I, you know been around being around artists you know that question stopped him in his tracks because he's got to think of the answer it's not right i know the canned answer because i've given it a yeah. hundred times he's also had a couple times where someone's asked him a question he's like i like that question that's a question a reporter would never think to ask me Great question. And, That's and, cool. you know, and he'll kind of get into, you know, it might be a minute he spends in that question, but he might ask them a question back about what they asked. And it's very intimate. And there's a couple cases where, you know, some, some you know, like one, one girl was like, you know, I, I've had hardships in my life and this has been my dream. And I'm so happy. I finally made it. He stood up and he's like, come here, I want to give you a hug. Aww. And she just comes up, you know, 
wraps her up, gives her a big bear hug. I mean, you know, they're in tears. And, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the post I made yesterday or the day before about, you know, being able to witness that and to be part of it. It's hard for you not to tear up when you watch a fan get that way because you, I mean, and frankly, we've all been fans of somebody. At some point. I was just going to say that we've all been in those shoes before. We've yeah. all been in those shoes before. We, we, we remember somebody, something, maybe it's not a band, maybe it's a movie star, maybe it, whoever, where you got that moment and you know what it meant to you and to help bring that moment to other people is pretty freaking cool. And to see how they, how they respond and how important it is. We had, we had, we had one girl, I mean, here, here's an example of everything that a VIP coordinator, I was telling you got to be prepared for first shows Vegas, second shows Anaheim. This girl bought tickets to the Vegas show, accidentally bought the VIP to the Anaheim show. So, we find out and she's like, oh, but I'm in Vegas. And I was in Vegas because she's in stage four renal failure. Oh, Ooh, so this was the whole reason of the trip was to go see Wasp and do the meet and greet and everything else. And I was like, you know, I was like, Jason, who's the VIP coordinator. I'm like, this is a moment where it's just like, yeah, we'll just, we can move you. Okay. We already sold 25. What's two more people. You paid already. We'll have two less in Anaheim, two more in Vegas. That's taken care of. That moment itself pretty much made her break down, just knowing that we would take care of her like that. Right. But then well, that's when, the way it should be. That's the way it should be. You're that's right. That's the way it should be. And, I mean, and, you know. And then when she finally met Blackie, um, biggest hug, she broke down in tears, you know, because of what it meant to her. And she's like, I'm in stage four renal failure. This is all I wanted to do. And, you know, that's where I've told people, I'm like, how somebody and why somebody wants to spend their money on a, a meeting an artist. It's none of our freaking business because you don't know why they are doing it. Some of them are perfectly healthy and they're just doing it for fun. But there's other people that, you know, this might be the last thing they can do. This, this was a long-term dream of theirs. This was a reward for getting through cancer treatment, whatever it might be. Nobody gets to take away, you know, it goes back to the pissing and moaning. If somebody wants to spend $350 to meet Blackie Lawless, because that's meant so much to them, shut the fuck up. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, just shut the fuck up. I mean, you don't have to spend the money. Problem is solved. You know, there isn't a single fan that's forced to spend any of their money on any artist. So, but I suggest everybody, if they want to do it, do it because Atlanta's is sold out. Oh, I know we've, we, they're, 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 they're spotty. I think we've probably sold out about 10 of the meet and greets. Yeah. Atlanta's and, is done. Yep. I mean, it's, you, you got, you got to look, you got to, don't wait, don't wait, you know, thinking you're going to get there. There's a few left it. for Pittsburgh, of course, the only ones I care about. Um, so, there's a few left for Pittsburgh, but Atlanta's is sold out. But I mean, it's, it's not, I, there's you not know, even many seats left to Atlanta either. All of the reserve seating, like up in the balconies, the seat, there's nothing left. Well, I mean, and, and we kind of knew, 
we, we were kind of hoped slash knew that these first two shows on the tour are going to make or break the rest of the tour. It's kind of yeah. that way with every band, you know, yeah. does the show look good? Do the are they selling out? Is the audience loving the songs? All, all that stuff. The yeah. videos getting posted look good. Are the comments posted online looking good? And you know, if it is, it's going to push all those other shows that are that close to selling out. Like by the time, so Vegas wasn't sold out the day before, but the day of, there were like twenty tickets left by showtime. It was sold out. Right. So you can't, and the thing about this tour is it's not like arenas where they release seats the day of, you know, a lot of these are general admission yeah. venues. When yeah, they, yeah. when, when they sell 1500, that's it. They, they're, they're not, they can't legally sell another anymore. ticket. Well, you know what, Michael, I know I'm going back to what you were saying about when you did the, like some of the videos off your, off your iPhone and stuff. To me, the first thing I was like, oh, I want to hear what how he sounds. So when you did that, it was, and again, I, I, my computer crashed for a lot of while, so I don't know if you covered it, but to watch those, it was like raw and in the moment. So there was no alter, you know, altering of it or anything like that. So I got to see what it was like in the moment, raw. Yeah. Yeah. You moment. know, and, and, and I, when I shoot the videos, I also try and get crowd in there a little bit. I mean, you know, I want I want a little bit of the artist. I want a little bit of the crowd so you can see the energy so you can. Awesome. Again, again, you can't in this video that that I've been posting, you can't experience the energy of Las Vegas when the lights went down and the show started. I mean, the, the freaking 17000 people just exploded. A, a phone doesn't capture captures noise but it doesn't capture energy if you know what i mean right and and like in vegas you know for for the last year everybody's is he or isn't he going to play animal we don't know oh yeah that we, was we don't know thing, we don't yeah. know we yep. don't know you know and he's asked that in all his interviews he's like well it's in discussion but i don't know yet i don't know yet the and and so here's here's how the show goes right and he does a lot of video in the show he's got three video screens behind him Right before Animal, he starts, I don't know, it must be like a three or four minute video about the PMRC. Right. I saw All yeah, about I it. it. Yep. It's copy yep. talking about it. It's got video of people there. It's got audio. You know, he's got John Denver talking about it. He's got D. Snyder on video. And it kind of ends with, and one of the bands that started this whole thing was Wasp because their second album, blah, blah, blah. And one of the, and then, then it goes, and the song that made the list and the screen goes blank animal. And then the place just went nuts. And that's when they came out and they play that first chord out of animal. That crowd in Vegas was like, like a bomb went off. I can only because, imagine because, you know, he hadn't, he hadn't played animal. I was asking the band and nobody could quite remember exactly when was the last time, but clearly it's been over 15 years since he last played animal live. Wow. So, you know, you can't, like I posted, a, I posted a video short of animal. Yeah. You can't understand 
the energy that was coming out of the crowd when they heard it. Anaheim was the same way, especially when, and you know, and we talked about this earlier, when he would, he's singing and he gets to the chorus, fuck like a beast. And he stopped singing and 17,000 people go, fuck like a beast. I mean, you can get that on a recording, but you just don't feel the power that crowd has in wanting to sing that back. And, you know, the, the crowd was, you know, again, we could, we, every fan can debate set lists till we're blue in the face, but, you know, wild child people erupted. I want to be somebody people erupted. You know, he played, he played a, a medley of songs off of Crimson Idol. People were loving that. Um, Did play some stuff off Crimson Idol? Yep. 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 Very cool. Yep. So, you know, it, it just it felt like there was 10 years of pent up demand that just exploded at these shows. So, you know, have fun. If you're at the show, you're going to have fun. I didn't see anybody leaving. And if you're not at the show, well, don't worry about the person who's there. I mean, that's their life. That's their money. It's their time. It's nothing. It doesn't. It has zero impact on you. If Lisa Martini has a good time at a Wasp concert or a Kiss concert. What did you think of Armored Saint? First time I ever saw him live. Monster, man. Oh, they sound awesome. They are so amazing. Freaking awesome. I recommend go early because I saw some complaints. I think it was in LA. With a, some with a, the California show where people only saw half the set because of line getting into the So get there. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and 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 I I did take some videos in Vegas of that. I mean, the lines to get into the venues are freaking. I only went to two, but you know they're long. The, it, it, it reminded me of the old days of metal concerts. It's like when people were lining up at five in the afternoon for doors that opened two hours later. I mean, it, it was just, it felt so good. It felt like a classic 80s tour. Armored Saint. Now, granted, yeah, 40 years ago, Armored Saint and, and Wasp, I think 40 years ago last night, they played the Troubadour. And it was like 38 years ago that it was Wasp, Metallica, and Armored Saint that did that tour, where all these bands were new. Um, you know, and here, here you got Armored Saint and Wasp touring together 40 years later. I mean, they they got they get along great. Um, you know, Wasp is is, is Armored not, Saint the opening band for, for yep. every every show in in the U.S. In Texas, they've also added the Michael Shanker group. So it's three bands. I saw that. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. That's wow. cool. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Armored Saint. I mean, I've got Armored Saint albums. Mm. I've got I've got their debut album. I love I love their music, yeah, but I'd never, I've never I've never seen them live. So in Vegas, I I made a point to watch them. It's like, you know, it's not a flashy show, but they're not a flashy band. They're a band that is just monsters. They just you know, they hit you between the eyes. They sound great lots of energy um 
wasp lets them put their banner up behind them they get to use so so elvis has his own little mini platform stage that he's connected to because the fun funny fact is elvis is so freaking big and heavy and it you know it's on spring so it can lean forward so in order so to prevent it from toppling over the base that elvis is attached to has 800 pounds of concrete blocks in it but is, wow. it's screw, isn't it screwed into the um into the stage or something too well elvis is screwed into his own mini stage and that okay. mini stage is filled with 800 pounds of concrete got it so it doesn't because i mean if you've seen the photos you know blackie especially at the end on I want to be somebody Blackie crawls all the way up on the top of this thing and you can lean forward and you can lean all the way back. I didn't know it was on springs. It's like four giant like truck suspension springs that are in there. That's cool. I'm looking forward to this next week. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you got to come in next week to you. Oh, mine's mine's the day after Thanksgiving. If you are, I mean, if you're a kiss fan, you're going to love the visual of wasp. I mean, it's yeah. It, it doesn't it, do, it doesn't have pyro but he, it's a stage stage show i mean it's it's it's, well, the, it I, it's a, a circus stage so it's so cool looking yeah it's a song. it's a very old school kind of dark sideshow yeah. circus staging he's got um monty the the monkey on the side of the stage that does <laughs> this he's got skulls hanging up there and um yeah, it, it, and and the the lighting is actually really good. They they took and they're using obviously a lot of overhead lights, but they put a lot of lighting on the stage that lights up like old vaudeville stage lights. Nice. So it, you it, can it, light the talent. You guys can yeah, actually see the band. Yeah, I mean it's they did a great job on this production. I mean, you know, he described it as basically you know we put together a pseudo arena style production that we're bringing into theaters. Yeah. And they are, you know, mm-hmm. they are. I mean, it's it's not just rolling their gear up and setting up on, you know, a drum riser. There's backdrops, there's props, there's, you know, there's all sorts of stuff that's going on. But yeah, Armored Saints sounded freaking amazing. Um, it's, you know, it's it's going to be a great tour with those two bands. I mean, seriously, I mean, if you're if you're a, if you're an old school metalhead, this tour is just perfect it's just it, it it's like why didn't you see this in the 80s i mean you know you missed it then come see it now because this is great i'm going you're right going after, to orlando right after lisa i think it's a couple of days after uh thanksgiving yeah, mine's the day after thanksgiving you're in georgia right yeah you got you got tickets lisa to the atlanta show no. She's she's looking at her, she's twirling her hair. I know. She doesn't look you have to twirl face. more than that to get tickets, yeah. Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Harry's gonna have to make an appearance. <laughs> Did you see the thing I sent you? The little Mr. Harry sticker? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, really? I'm sitting right in front of the sticker. Really? <laughs> oh god. Yeah. No, Tommy, you'll see him in Milwaukee. Yep. I'm excited next weekend or next week. Next yeah. week. Yep. Yeah. This Sunday I'm seeing Metallica. I know. How'd you nail those tickets, man? 
tickets cost over a thousand dollars because they're playing a little. Oh, you're going to that thing. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Good for you. Yeah. I, I, um, you showed Mr. Harry to somebody. No, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. Got me, got me a free ticket. So that's awesome. That's a score. Yeah. They're only a big score. Wait, what? There's a, there's, there's a Metallica Raven show in Florida. That's a tribute to, um, Johnny, Johnny Z and, and, uh, Marsha Z Johnny and Marsha Z. So it's a, it's a, it is a one of a kind tribute show. Yeah, They're only playing songs off the first two albums. Really? Yep. I'm oh, very, wow. I'm very excited. And it's a small venue. I mean, it's such a hard rock. Yeah. Hard rock yeah. live. And so, wow. Sold out. Oh, yeah. You must have really did show the Harry, didn't you? <laughs> I will. Saying. You don't even need to give me anything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, homework this week. I don't know. Just answer all the questions we talked about here. Why do you think people you are want. saying what they say? If you're one of the people that does this stuff, I'll, you know, we throw this challenge out all the time. Nobody ever picks it up. No Tell us why you do it. Yeah. Tell us why, why are you doing this and what are you hoping to achieve? Mm-hmm. But it works. Nobody ever picks it up. I mean, you're not hurting anything. It's still going to be uh you're not the ones that they're looking for to fill seats. No, the seats are already filled. Yep. The seats are already filled. It, you know, you're not, you're not changing the show. You're not changing. You're not changing any other fans. Um, love for any band that you're bitching about it's just not gonna happen it's true they're gonna I'm end sti- up a good time i'm and still you know- i'm i'm still waiting for the fan to come along that can convince me that i shouldn't like crazy nights haven't met it mark can't do it ralph can't do it give me time he'll figure out a way <laughs> um so yeah that's your homework uh, don't forget about Three Sides of the Coin Radio. Just head over to threesidesofthecoinradio.com for all the info. And uh, that's it. We'll see everybody next week, probably with a cruise update from Mr. Chikini. And also, check me out on Brave Words. Yes, Ralph is uh, contributing con- video content, short video content to Brave Words. We're letting Ralph be Ralph on Brave Words. Woo-hoo! Thank you, Michael. You bet. Um, all right, guys, that's it. We'll, oh, Ralph, plug your, plug your channel. Uh, Almost Human at YouTube and uh, the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast on uh, Spreaker or wherever. As, I, as long as the Almost Human YouTube channel still gets people every once in a while hating on me, I'm happy. No, but they will after they see me on the show this week. Well, yeah. will they, won't they hate on you a little bit more of like, fuck you, Ralph, why are you there? It's a combination. They hate on both of us. Good. Good company. Good company. People say that, uh, well, one idiot said that I look very nervous on this show when I was on, when I used to hit on Lisa. Yeah, I'm very nervous nervous and I'm hitting on on your When you used to? Well, that it'll come back, you know. Just okay, look. I'm just making sure I've still slighted there a little bit. Listen, how can Ralph be nervous? He's got her head in his freezer. If you have something to say, leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-4747 for three sides of the coin. Provided by...
LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.